Passports are placed. Passports are placed. 365, we're making a place. We're talking again, get you to the days. We're hiding the court, they're dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. Authentication, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. Passports are placed, they're working your faces. Grace at the field, so type the laces. Passports are placed. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Easy Money, a sports betting show. We're gonna jump right. We're gonna jump into some UFC preview and predictions today for this fight night: Qatar versus Emmett. Uh, if you haven't, been, hey, if you're new to Easy Money, we were seven and one yesterday overall on our picks, and I was my best picks were four and zero oh yesterday. Last week I had a record of twenty six and twelve overall, fourteen and three. So uh, been pretty hot on, especially Major League Baseball here the last couple of weeks. I'm joined today. I need you to message me. The one I need you to message pride. me every bet from now on, bro. I need you to <laughs> message me, bro, because I'm scared of bet, man. Because I feel like with my luck, the one time I start betting, all of a sudden you're gonna go like 0 and 27. Well, see, that's my problem. If I'm at, if I was actually probably put, I didn't put money on none of these yesterday. If I would have went and put money on them, I probably wouldn't have gotten none of them right. 100 <laughs> percent bro. 100%. But uh, thank you for having me, my guy. Always fun. Always a pleasure to be in the presence of a man with a beard like that. I wish I could be you when I grow up, Chris. You're my idol. I wish it would keep growing. I'm trying to get it down. I'm going, I'm going for – I want to go basically like ZZ Top. Sheesh. So I'd like to get to eventually, but it's not growing fast enough for me. <laughs> you're, you're getting impatient. You're like, you're oh, well, like fuck the, this waiting. Well, like the summer's the worst when you like you go outside and it's 100 degrees out. I'm like, man, I need to go shave. Yep, with this man. <laughs> oh my god, man, I'll be sweat like a pig so fast. Oh, I forget what I was. Oh yeah, I was going to share it real quick. But anyway, jumping in this UFC first, it's pretty good card really for a fight night. It's not too bad of a card. The odds, the odds are all crazy. Oh man, they got a bunch of guys as big favorites. <laughs> Uh, but it should be a decent card coming off that card of uh, last weekend. Last weekend, I went seven and four, and you were six and five. Picks from last week. Oh yeah, that was honestly it was a very interesting card, bro. Um, Glover didn't retire. I I, I understood why because um. He was winning the scorecard. Like it actually yeah. came out that he was <clears throat> according to the judges' scorecards, he was up. And if they were going to give him that final round up until that point, when he hurt Yuri, if he just commits, all he has to do is commit. He commits and he's probably knocking him out. The fact that he went for a takedown, I understand it's it's you know, as a grappler. 
as as you know, a practitioner, a practitioner of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I understand your instinct is to grab him and go. I get it. I understand it. But you had the guy hurt. You had him hurt real bad. So Glover, you gotta you gotta wear this L, brother. And I, I like Glover Teixeira. I respect him. I think he's a phenomenal. Um, I think he's a livid legend. Um, phenomenal fighter. Uh, based on what people who he trains with, he's a great teacher. Um, so, <clears throat> but you got you got to wear this L, man. And I said that he needs to retire. If he really doesn't want to. If I'm Dana White, I do with him what I would heavily consider doing with Conor McGregor. Give him a title shot. Once you get trampled in that title shot, you're going to have to look in the mirror and go, damn, I can't do this anymore. Because I think yeah. Glover put everything he had into that fight with Yuri Prohoshka. I think he had everything left in that in his tank. I think he poured everything out into it. And I think if they re if they rematch, I don't. I don't think Glover wins, and frankly, I think I think Yuri knocks him out within two rounds. It, yeah, it's crazy the level that Glover is fighting at, at that age. But yeah, I I wish he would retire. I'd rather remember him for going out like that than seeing the shell of himself out there still trying to compete. Don't be BJ Penn. Oh yeah, BJ Penn. He fought way too many fights. <laughs> it's like you got to go, man. Yeah, but he fought way too many. You don't I, got to like I got to see the last two fights of that card. I didn't get to see the uh, Zhang knockout. I'd like to. I'd like. Oh to see my that. god! It reminds me. It reminds me of Yuri Prohashka's knockout of Dominic Reyes, bro. Where it was just like that little weird spin. It was nuts. Joanna and Jacek dropped so quick. I even go like I almost cried because afterwards. <clears throat> Afterwards, when she was doing, like, you know, they interviewed her. She actually waited to be interviewed. A lot of she was, you know, they asked her and she retired. And what, what hit me is she, she said she felt like she let everybody down. And the reason that kind of bothers me, I always felt like Yolanda and Jacek never got the proper respect you always deserve. Yeah, I agree. Because if you talk about pioneers of the sport, talk about Ronda Rousey, talk about the girls like Misha Tate, you know, like those girls over in Strikeforce. Then you talk about the all-time greats in Amanda Nunes and Valentina Shevchenko. What people forget was before we before anyone knew how to pronounce Valentina's last name, and before Amanda Nunes was the double champ, there was a stretch of about I want to say two and a half, maybe three years, that Valentina, uh, not Valentina, that Joanna Jacek was not only a pioneer because she was the first dominant champion yeah. in the UFC, like the first female dominant champion. Who, when she got her title, you were like, I'm not betting against her. Like when Ronda got knocked out by Holly Holman, she came back against Amanda, Amanda. The only people who gave Ronda a chance were one of two people. Idiots who were her fan or her fans who were too scared to, to em, em, embrace the reality that yeah. Ronda just wasn't it anymore. 
Joanna Yen Jacek was, and I don't care what anybody says, I will say it, so I'm fighting Brad, and if you disagree, we can fight. She was the first true dominating women's champion. And while she, while she was building that road, she was one of the first females people started pegging as the GOAT. Like, people forget that, like, before Valentina Shevchenko, before, like, if you watch this sport, people who were knowledgeable was not screaming that Ronda Rousey was the GOAT. Nobody was saying that. People were saying it was, it was Joanna Yen Jacek. And people were saying Jacek was one of the best pound for pound, for pound fighters in the Fighters. whole UFC. <laughs> Say that one more time. Say that one more time. She said a lot. She she was the pound for pound best fighter in the UFC. They would they would make that comparison a lot. Now notice how you didn't say female, because usually they separate them. But yet, like they were, they, like Joanna and Jacek was one of the first women to not only be be like, oh yeah, we should probably consider it, but they legitimately considered it because of how great she was. And I I. I, I I think it's unfair that people forget. People forget how great she really was, man. I, I really, I really do. I, I always feel like she's been disrespected. Well, and without Jay Shake, uh, you wouldn't, ha you wouldn't have the, the lower weight classes in the women's division. No, so good. Pie a freaking near. But I got her, man. And it's still out of every as many fights that she has, has had, she's still good. I mean, she's not, her, she's not herself anymore. But she's still competitive. You know what I mean? She's still competitive. Yep. So, it, but I honestly, shout out to her and Zhang Weili for putting out a banger. Because it's very rare that, like, obviously, their first fight, it's legendary. You'll never be able to replicate it. Yeah. You're never going to be able to. Shout out for bo to both of them. Both Yolanda Yanjicek and Zhang Weili. Shout out to both of them for trying. Because they tried to replicate it. So bad. They were like, I, I, I swear to God, <laughs> right before their fight, I'm pretty sure they, you know, they were kind of extra, like, you know, stretching their legs out in the hall or whatever. And I think they bumped into each other. I think they shook hands. And I think Waylay wanted to have a conversation with Joanna. So they both went to go find a translator. And I'm pretty sure Zhang Waylay was like, you wanna you you wanna just do what we did last time? And I'm positive Yuana was like, fuck it, let's do it. Give me a hematoma. Let's 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 go out there and put out a banger. I swear to God that's what happened. Mike says good morning to everyone named Clay. <laughs> Again, man, weird you want to say that when he had arguably his worst game. But hey, live your life, pop off. Live your life, you know. But but yeah, man, I, they they tried. They they really did try to put out to to put out a banger of a rematch, and again they were. And, and Yuan admits it. She was like, "Look, that little spin back physique, I didn't see it coming." So yeah, I missed. I missed. I got to see the highlights of. I got to see the Shevchenko and um, Santos fight. What do you think of that fight? I thought it was a lot closer than what what they acted like it was. I thought Santos done a pretty good job in that fight. I had Santos winning. I, I I think she won. I don't care what anybody says. That's what me. That's what me and my dad thought that Santos won as well. I I I, I thought she won. And everybody kept saying Shevchenko was a was a head in the head. And I'm thinking Santos. I don't know how she fight. was. I, I, I'm watching, and I'm like, Santos is literally 
Now, mind you, I picked Valentina to win. So this lets you know that I'm being legit about what I'm I, saying. I picked Santos to win. That was one of the ones I missed. Right. So, <coughs> excuse me. I straight up thought Santos won. I thought on every facet of the fight, Santos on the feet and on the ground just had the advantage. She was doing whatever she wanted to do. She looked, a lot of people thought she looked nervous heading into the octagon. I didn't know where that came from. I was like, I, I don't know why y'all think she's nervous, but whatever. Okay. Yeah. Say whatever you want. But for me, I I, I thought Santos won. I really do. Like, if, if you were to ask me, I, I would I would have given it to her. I, I don't I don't know why she didn't win. I don't because every time I ask the question, people go, Oh yeah, Valentina won. I go, how? And then they stutter. But I've never knew you could stutter while texting. I never knew that. That was the first time I found out you can. But I just kind of just shrugged my shoulders and said, you know what? I think this is just a situation <laughs> where Chris, I alluded to this last week when we were talking about it. Sometimes we look at a person and we build them up so highly that it's almost impossible for them to lose based because of our perception of them. And I think that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened with her because of what she'd done with against Nunez. Because everybody held Nunez so high. And exactly. the, only right. that, so, the only person right. that gave Nunez a, a decent fight was Shevchenko. So everybody right. put her up there, but. Right before before uh, Juliana Pena obviously yep. you know, won, but yeah before Pena, but I, yeah. But that's just me. I, I that's yeah, really I think Shevchenko is going this way. I think she's on the downside of her career. I, I'm I, before I say that I want to see how she looks at her next defense because I will say I think you can make that. Fight. I know she did it, but here's the problem with that though. It could have been you could have a bad weight cut. I mean, there could be different things. Well, but, yeah. but here's the thing, man. I don't think it was a weight cut. Cause like this is why this is why I want to wait. Cause I don't think it was Valentina looking bad. I just think Santos is that good. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't think that it's 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 a bad I don't think it's because Valentina Shevchenko was looks bad or anything like that. I genuinely believe Santos is that good. I took I said this was gonna be a close fight. Mm-hmm. And and everyone and when I said that, I had some people reach out and go, "Yo, what do you mean a close fight?" I'm like, "Look, man, I understand why how we look at Valentina Shevchenko. I understand that. I really do. But, dude, Santos, she's a problem. I picked Santos to win that fight, and 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 I've watched Shevchenko watch a, or you know, I mean, almost all of her fights. But I just I thought Santos <clears> would be able be able to hurt her some on her feet, and right. she was, and she was able to get the takedown. I just man. I think Santos looked awful tough. I don't know who, who's Chef Shevchenko going to fight next, though. Um, I mean, there are a lot of people in that division. <laughs> Which I think Santos will, get a re Santos will probably get a rematch at some point. Or at least going to get a higher-ranked fighter. They got to move her up after that performance. Who? Santos, they got to give her another uh, another good opponent. Not try to move her back down, move her out of the, or. You know, I mean, I think even she yeah. lost that performance. She should get now, another. And, and, and in my eyes, in my and this is just me. In my eyes, she's the she's the flyweight champion. So I don't, I don't, I don't care what anyone says. In my opinion, she's a flyweight champion. Well, they got to give her another big. They got to give her another big fight. They can't just give her some 
If I'm her, I'm not just taking a nobody. I want a big. I'm fight. rematching. Yeah, I'm rematching. Cause like I said, you can you can make a legitimate argument that Santos won. You could make that argument. Yeah. Coupled that with the fact, like you said, <clears throat> like you said, Valentina's almost done cleaning out this division. Yeah. So it's like, what else are you gonna do? Me personally, because of how razor close it was, because of all that, I'm going for a rematch. I'm going for a rematch. And to be honest, if I'm Valentina, I'm going for a rematch. But I'm going for a rematch for one reason and one reason only. The, the legitimate reason. And that is to just be like, all right, we're stalling. We're going to give it time. I want Amanda Nunes. Yeah. That's me. I, I, if, I, I think before – I think Valentina wants that fight. But I think she – like she's being smart with it. She wants it to happen at the right time. She wants it to happen organically. She doesn't want to like have to be like, oh, I'm I'm worried about you know my opponent, and then also thinking about Amanda. It's almost as if when I'm thinking about Amanda, it's because we're gonna fight. That's it. If we're not gonna fight, I'm not really gonna <clears throat> I'm not gonna devote any mental and mental energy to her. So I would rematch, and then right at that rematch, I would look for 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 her to go up against Amanda Nunes. Or hell, shoot, forget Amanda. Imagine if Juliana Pena beats Amanda in the rematch. Yeah. Imagine that. Now all of a sudden, you got a super duper star in Juliana Pena. Yep. Dana White goes, "Hey, remember how Amanda was uh, double champ? How you feel about that? Have her go up and face Valentina." I mean, yep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think there, there's some ways you can, you know, spin this. But if this is just me, I think Valentina needs that rematch. I think her and Santos needs to run it back because, yeah, again, this is just me, man. I don't. There's, in my opinion, man, I don't think she lost that fight. I, I think we should have heard the words and knew. And it's kind of funny because during the fight, I was thinking, I was like, huh. Amanda lost. Valentina's about to lose. This is actually the perfect time for them to fight. And then it's almost as if the MMA gods heard me. And they were like, LOL, good one, kid. And then they fucking they gave it a Valentina. See, if that could have happened, then you could have got Santos and uh, Pena for title <laughs> for title. Oh my God. Or at a catchweight or something. That, and that would be, that would be a that. banger. Yes. That would be a banger. Oh my lord! But yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think Santos won. I'm with you. Like, I, was no, like, I think Santos won. I did too. Like I said, what I got to see seemed like it was a pretty good card. I didn't get. I got home late from the wrestling show, I just, so I just got to see the last two fights. I was hoping to get to see the uh, the Wing Lee fight because I want. I'd like to see that knockout live. People say, oh, you see the replay. It's not to say when you watch a highlight of, as if you watch it. If you're sitting there watching the fight, it just happens all of a sudden. Not to say when you know it's coming. Mm-mm. Not at all. But first fight in prelims for uh, this week. We'll jump in there. Got Kyle Dacus against uh, Roman uh, Doldice. Uh, or Doldice, I think is how they pronounce it. But uh, he's a Doldice. Dolce and Underdog. Dacus is a minus 290 favorite. You got a lot of big, big odds in it, uh, or big favorites in this week's card. <laughs> um, yep. I mean, I think this will be a good fight, but. 
Doldice's cardio is what worries me. He, he seems to tire out after the first round, and he does that against Dawkins. I think he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, and I'm, that's one of the I, main I, reasons I like Dawkins in this fight. Hundred percent. Um, again, I, I I like what Roman brings to the table because I don't I don't want to poop on it and make it. See, by the way, uh, P E R. It's it's S U P E R. Um, <laughs> once you can spell, I'll, I'll perhaps look at you. See it. Until then, um, I'll be over here. Um, I, I will give it to uh to to Roman that uh. He, he he has gotten some wins in decision, but it, it always seems like the third round is where he loses because he's just so beat. And it, it's almost as if he tries to do, like, for example, he lost um not his last fight, the fight before that. He lost it because he started slow in the first round, so he gave that round away. He exploded in the second round, which was solid, but then the third round he was just so tired that he couldn't do anything. Yeah. So it's this awkward thing where he, because of his cardio, he's not a fighter that can kind of pull with you and throw away round number one. He can't do that because his cardio isn't built like that. A lot of the wins, like like we saw um against Alon, he wins when he wins by decision. He explodes in the first round. And the second round, he tries to explode. Doesn't have as much in the tank, but he still got something. And then in the third round, he's in survival mode. I just got to do whatever I got to do to make sure I'm not knocked out or submitted. That's it. You can win the round as long as it's not a 10-8. I don't care. And that's that's the awkwardness you have <clears throat> Excuse me, against a guy like Dawkins who doesn't care. No. He doesn't care. You know, and on top of that, right now, um, after coming off that, the, that win he had against, um, what's his name? The black dude. Shoot. Oh man, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. Pick it, there it is. Pick it. I had pick it winning. <clears throat> I had pick it winning, by the way. That last second submission. Shout out to him on that one, bro. Yeah. But he wants to be ranked. But he, he he wants to be ranked. Yeah. And I think this is gonna fuel him to Basically, straight up, be like, yo, like, I think he's going to come out. He's going to come out angry. I think round one, I think they're both. I, I don't say they're both going to be swinging crazy, but I do think both of them are going to try to come out with a point to prove. Yeah. Um, I think, um, in my opinion, and this is just me, but I think it ends in the first round by knockout. And I, I think Kyle's going to be the first one to land something. Um if he can somehow, if Roman can somehow get out of the first round, I don't think that'll bode well for him. Because I think in the second round, he's going to be double tired. Because A, of the output he needs to put out to keep up. And B, people don't understand this. When you get hit, you lose energy. Oh, yeah. When you get hurt, it affects your cardio a lot. <clears throat> a lot. So I think a combination of those two is going to put Roman in an awkward situation where he's going to be way too tired and if Roman wants any 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 chance he's gonna have to try to knock out Kyle in, the, in round one because once you start going to round two Kyle's gonna she's gonna keep it be keep yeah. it up with that the longer the fight goes it favors Dawkins say again I said the longer the fight goes I think it favors Dawkins 100 percent 
110%. I think the other X factor is going to be uh, Kyle Dawkins' takedown defense because Doldis is going to go for that takedown. And if yep. Dawkins can keep him from taking him down, I think Dawkins is going to knock him out. Especially round uh, two. Round two is where you're going to see a lot of takedowns from, from Roman. That's where you're And, and Dawkins isn't a bad grappler either. So, I mean, no. he has good grappling as well. But the takedown defense, I think, is going to be a big factor because Dawkins don't want to be on his back with, Dold- with Doldis on top. Mm-mm. No, you don't. Uh, I have Dawkins, but I have Dawkins winning the fight. I think I think he's going to end up knocking him out. And you said Dawkins as well. You said knockout in the first round. Because <laughs> I, I I just think because again, I I, I just think Roman's going to come out and understand. I, I I'm gonna have to basically, I'm gonna have to have a lot of output. Yeah. And I think Dawkins he he doesn't mind. He's the type of dude that yo, if you want if you want to go punch for punch, I'll meet you there. Yeah. So I think when you get those two things and you combine them, I think round one is going to be very, very vicious. And I, I think Roman's going to get gassed before the halfway mark. And then Kyle's just going to pick him apart. Because like I said, it's not just the throwing. It's the contact you're going to have to take too. Yeah. And I think you combine that, he, he's going to be way too fatigued. And I, I think by the time he tries to go for a takedown, he's going to be too hurt. He's going to be way too hurt. All right. <laughs> Next fight, Darren Wynn versus Philip Hawes. Hawes is a minus two ninety five favorite. Wynn's a plus two twenty underdog. Um, that's Wynn crazy. Just, I'm, I don't know. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at these odds right here because I'm on the UFC's website. Um, uh, Hawes is a minus two forty, and Wynn is a plus one ninety five. Damn, that's a big difference. Massive. UFC goes by DraftKings. I'm on FanDuel. Yeah. So, yeah, that's <laughs> it's crazy how big of a difference you get from book to book. Massive. It's insane. That's why if you are, if you do are a sports better, you got to check all the different books so you can get the best value. Yep. If you just choose one one sports book, you might. I mean, you're losing money. <coughs> you get that the best best number you can get of that. Right. But uh, what are your thoughts on this fight? I think this could be a good fight, but. See, I think this, this would be too much for win. This right here to me is a very odd fight. Ah, very odd fight. What Darren Wynn reminds me of a lot, and it's just how he fights, and also a little bit of his body style, of how his body looks. He reminds me of a middleweight version of Daniel Cormier. Yep, I was thinking that last night when I was doing watching some fights. I was thinking that I was like, man, he's like a miniature uh, Corbier. <laughs> Guess what he is? A guy who he wants a takedown, and is looks like the most unathletic guy ever. He just don't have Corbier's cardio. That's the only thing. And he, but the reason why people aren't really concerned with his cardio, <clears throat> he's very good at masking his cardio issues. So what he'll do is he'll take you down, wait 10 seconds, then he'll move, wait 10 seconds, yeah. then he'll be active. So he's active in spurts, but it again, it the difference between him and Roman, like the previous story we were talking about, Roman doesn't mask it. He just goes balls to the wall, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Win at least understands I got a cardio problem, and there's some ways I can kind of go around it. If it stays on the feet, I do believe that Phil Hawes is going to get the win. I don't, I don't think that's 
Yeah, that's going to be the X factor if it stays on the feet. Take down. And I was about to say, because as of right now, Hawes, he's got a 100% takedown defense. Yeah, and he has a seven and a half inch reach advantage in this fight. So on the feet, and and Hawes is good. He's a good striker from distance. Right, he's a great striker from distance. Yeah, so So if I I think Hawes is going to be too much, I think (laughs) Hawes is going to be able to stop those takedowns. But if when if when can get the fight on the ground, if you get the fight on the but that's the thing. Like I'm more concerned because this isn't a situation where, uh, like, it's not like it's not like the only reason why Phil Hawes has great takedown defense because he's got phenomenal balance, right? That's not what it is. The problem why it's so hard to take down Phil Hawes. It's because, like you said, at a distance, you're getting tagged so much that by the time you actually go for that takedown, you're tired. You're yeah. kind of drained. Now you combine that, he's, he also does have great balance. And this is a guy who's pretty solid on the ground, too. Which I was going to say, his wrestling's underrated. Exactly. So so th- this is like what, what people are trying to say is Full Hall is, uh, is, is like a black Conor McGregor. Where the only reason why his takedowns is so good is just because he's hitting people and they're tired, and then and I'm like, that is so far from the truth. Like, yeah, sure, that's a factor, but this dude can also on the ground still looks comfortable because he knows what he's doing. This is you know what I mean. This isn't a guy who who as soon as he gets on the ground is just like, Welp, what do I do now? That's that's yeah. not what this is. No, this is a dude who on the ground is extremely comfortable. His takedown defense is because of a whole bunch of things. It's because he's he's got great balance. It's because he's good at wrestling. He understands wrestling. He understands angles. He understands to properly sprawl. And then something that's very underrated after you sprawl, he understands how to put himself in a position where he can now be the aggressor instead of just yeah. getting up and pushing off. He can now put himself in a very comfortable situation. So I want to go with Darren Wynn so bad, but I just think there's too much. I, yeah, I think I, Hall's going to be able much. to keep my distance, and it's going to be. I, I think that can make it a long fight for Wynn. Right, and and that's the thing. Like when it comes to it, I, I don't know. But again, even on the feet, Darren Wynn can might be able to take care of himself. Yeah, I mean he has good know? power. He does, but again, the concern I have, and I think you and I share he the same on the inside. Yeah, it's 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 the length for it's the length for me when it comes to Phil uh Phil Hall. And the scary part about it is I've seen a lot of fighters with length just fight. Phil Hall uses his length and he understands like I can keep you at bay. And put you in an awkward situation where all of a sudden, instead of being able to fight comfortably, you're now worried because of what I can do. Because I can keep you at bay, you now seem pressured. So now heading into the third, you're now like, I got to force a takedown, which again falls right into Phil Hawes's, um, it falls right into his hand. So yep. um, I, I want to so bad, but. I have no choice. I I I got I gotta go Phil Hawes. All right, so both of us was with Hawes <coughs> on that fight. Next fight, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even realize fucking Eddie Wineland was still fighting, <laughs> but but you got uh, Cody uh, Stamen against Eddie Wineland. Uh, Stamen is a minus five ninety favorite. Eddie Wineland's a plus three ninety. I can't believe Eddie Wineland's still fighting. Like I said, I remember watching him way back 
in the WEC days. Mm-hmm. That way, 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 way. But I'll tell you what, I think this could be a good, real good fight. Uh, Stamen's takedown defense kind of worries me a little bit. Uh, but Weidman's, or Weinland, uh, his card, his cardio and his chin are, are a little bit questionable to me. Uh, so I, I favor Stamen in the fight. Because uh, I think Stamen's grappling, I think he he'll be able to get the takedown, and and if he gets uh, Wineland on his back, I think Wineland could be in some trouble. But you can't count Wineland out with his boxing because he has some great boxing. But uh, he's one and four in his last five. He he has, but Stamen's one three and one over his last five. Stamen has good cardio. Wineland, we we've seen we've seen him both ways a little bit throughout his career. Uh, so. I'm leaning towards Stamen in this fight, but Wineland's boxing does kind of scare me a little bit. So, what were the odds again for you? Uh, Wineland is uh, plus 390, Stamen minus 590. I'm going to go Stamen. Um, both guys coming off of losses. But I expect a reckless fight. I expect them both to go balls to the wall. Um, multiple reasons for me. First of all, uh, Cody Stamen, <clears throat> they did an interview with him. Uh, I think it was last week, the week before last. And he basically said that, like, in order to be one of those top bantamweights, he can't be scared to let your hands go. Yep. So I think going into this fight, he's going to have that mentality in his head. and He's going to let his hands go. Combine that with the fact that Eddie Wineland, his jaw has not been the same. Nope. And it's just age. You know, again, this guy's older than my grandfather, and you can tell by the mustache he rocks. Okay. This is an old dude. Combined with all of that, a a guy who's just going to go out there and his output has been dropping significantly. You're fighting a youngster who not only lands more per minute, but lands his strike um, uh, significant strikes at a higher percentage. Yeah, absorbs less. The defense kind of like averages out a little bit. And then you have a guy who, in terms of takedown, is just phenomenal. I think Eddie Wilder's going to try to go out there. And also, he's an older guy. Let's be honest. When you're at this stage of your career, you start thinking, like you said, bro, we're thinking about him, and we're thinking about him back in the WEC days. Yeah. How many of those guys in the WEC are really left? I can only oh, think man. of two. Yep. I can only think of two of them. That's Jose Aldo. And Dominic Cruz, and Dominic Cruz only fights part time. That's it. Yeah. If, if there's anybody else, trying to please think. feel free to correct me. Uh, please uh, feel free. Trying to think. But outside of these three, Cerrone did Cerrone fight in WC early in this yeah, career? Yeah, but didn't he retire? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's just retired. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah, you I was know, about to say fighting yeah. on this card. No, Cerrone's fighting on this card. Oh, no, he's fighting Joe Lozon, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, he's fighting oh, that's on this four, card. Then. That's four. Yeah, because I, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Cerrone fought in the, the WEC, so yeah, that's four. 
<clears throat> so that's four. And honestly, I'm glad you brought him up because guess what? Guess what? Of those guys, Dominic Cruz is not going to get another title shot. He's over the hill. Okay. Donald Cerrone is just fighting a fight at this point. Yeah, because he okay. just loves to fight. <laughs> that's it, right? Like, that's it. Like, he... The, hey, I'm used to fight like just, every four weeks. Just give me a fight. I don't care. <laughs> bro, don't, bro, he, yo, he's like, yo, he, he saw Kevin Holland's schedule was like, bitch, I want that, Dana. Make it happen, yo. Well, it was a couple years, a couple years ago. <coughs> he fought like three fights within like two months or something. It seemed like it was like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Yep, he, yep, he was there, and it, it was just him stepping up. Like they went as I remember one of those fights. I think it was the first fight he had a black eye, and then and he went to the second fight. His black eye still hasn't healed. Yeah, didn't heal. So like they were like it was getting targeted. And he went to that third, like the last fight he did. Basically, the entire time he had a, he had a black eye, and it was it was shut. This guy Donald Cerrone tried to take another fight, and Dana was like, "Hold on." Let me see that eye real quick, brother. And they did. A, <coughs> they they evaluated him. This is how much of a savage Donald Cerrone is. While they were testing him, they were doing the old thing where you know your eyes closed, so yeah. they cover this side and they kind of do like the numbers thing. His I, I, he brought like you know some people with him. Somebody had their hand on his back. Yep. Like saw on. the numbers and tapped his back. You heard this story. He yep. tapped his back on how many fingers they were holding up. <clears throat> I can't remember if it was Dana or the doctor, but somebody peeped there. And they were like, yeah, we're going to have to have him by himself. They put him by himself and he failed miserably. <laughs> yeah. And they told Dana. And then Dana was like, Donald, go home. Just so he said, go home. And, hey, that's, something, and uh, Don- <laughs> that's something a lot of your old boxing trainers used to do. <clears throat> yep, they, they used to do that in the corner when yep. while you were doing it, they used to put their thing and they used to touch it on your back, or or they would just say, um, what what uh, what some of them would do, they would they would have it already organized. So if the ref was holding up three, yeah. they would say a word that begins with the letter T. Yep. Right. So and then they would try to have it be only three letters. So that way you could tell the difference between three and two. So it would be tag or um uh either two um tie like like something like that like where they differentiate themselves as they do but yeah now nah, they uh they try to do that for uh Donald Cerrone he almost got away with it if it wasn't for somebody having utilized uh over in the background so we so we both have uh stamen for this fight yes yep 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 I think Wyburn's <laughs> only chance is if he can catch him in the first round right I'm with you. you I, I, think, that, I think he's gonna do that. I think him. he's gonna get hit, and that's that's what worries me because of his chin. <laughs> he's gonna get hit hard, bro. He yeah. really is. That's that's and it, and it's scary. It it really is scary. But unfortunately, th- this game doesn't care about you. It's rough. It's brutal. So and um, when you're getting up and you're 37, 38 years old, your body your body's starting to get where it's not it's not made to keep doing this no more. <laughs> exactly. Right. So and, and and for me, that's really the problem. So um hell of a career, but yeah, like I said, I didn't even realize he was still fighting. I was like, man, I remember watching him way back in the day, early in the yeah, UFC I, stuff. I, I think his, his last couple of fights have been on prelims and stuff, I think. Oh, uh, these on the prelims again, so that probably yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't really. Yeah, he hasn't really been fighting that much. Which, you know. Next fight: Gloria De Paula against Maria Oliveira. 
The poll is a minus two ninety five favor. Oliver is a plus two twenty underdog on the DraftKings odds or at a ooh, not DraftKings, FanDuel odds. Oh. <laughs> the odds I got here, I got uh, Maria at plus two fifteen. I got DePaula at a minus two sixty five. So pretty close. I was minus two ninety five over here for DePaulo, so you get better, better. Hell, DraftKings had better odds on this fight as well. But uh, I think I think this will be an interesting fight. But I th- I like DePaulo in this fight because I think uh, I think she's gonna be able to take Oliveira down. Plus, she has good striking, <coughs> and Oliveira's cardio <coughs> has been quite to me is a question mark. Where DePaulo has uh, has good cardio, so I, I think DePaulo is gonna win this fight. I, I okay. I'm gonna go with with, with Maria Oliveira, and I'm gonna go with her. Uh, my thing is, she's got sneaky strength. Yeah, she really does. Like she like like if you were to look at her, you would think, oh no, no, she, she's got okay. She's got sneaky strength. Like you get tagged by her a couple times, and you're gonna feel it. And for me, it's gonna come down to can she stop the panic takedowns not the takedown just the panic ones because what the Paula does and she she she's a she does she does a great job with this her grappling is suspect but where she thrives is when she's hurt when she's hurt she understands how to grapple you in a way to buy her time she's good at that Oliveira needs to do what she can to if you rock her great do not let her grab you and drag you down. Because once you start doing that, you're going to start getting frustrated. Then they're going to open herself up. Because how DePaula likes to fight, she loves the frustration in the game. She likes to frustrate you and get you flustered. So that way you then open yourself up to her getting hit, to you getting hit. Now, the concern I have, one of the big concerns I have with, uh, with Oliveira, she gets hit a lot. She absorbs a lot of strikes. Now... <laughs> for, for for someone like Gloria, she's gonna like that because all she needs is that one take that that one little takedown that makes that makes Oliveira panic, that makes her get uncomfortable, opens herself up. Then Gloria's gonna have a field day to start piecing her up. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Oliveira is not gonna panic. This is me reaching now. Okay, I think Maria does not panic. I think she steadies it, and I think she ends up getting. I think she ends up getting the win. All right, so we're we're opposite on that's the first one we're opposite on. I think, like I said, I think it'll be a good fight. But I just, oh yeah, I, I just think I think the Paula is going to get her uh, get her like you said with those strikes, and Oliveira's cardio kind of worries me a little bit. But the next fight, Chavez, Danny Chavez against Ricardo Ramos. Ramos is a big favorite at minus 330. Chavez at plus 240. Uh, Chavez is the older fighter at 35 years old. Uh, he's 11, 4, and 1. Ramos is 15 and 4, 6 and 3 in the UFC. Uh, I, think, I think this is going to be a good fight, but I, I think I'm actually calling for the upset here. I think Chavez, I think Chavez is going to. Uh, Gonna get the win over <coughs> so by the way, um, for uh, the DraftKings betting, 
um, on the UFC site. There is no odds to this fight. So. Huh. Wonder if Mer- well, weigh-ins, weigh-ins would be what today sometimes, so maybe something happens. Maybe. The fan duel hasn't changed anything yet. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, <coughs> but for me, because um, you want to go uh, Danny Chavez. I don't know. I'll, I'll go Chavez. I'll go Chavez only because I, I, I think this fight's going to go the distance. And going the distance, I don't... No disrespect to Ricardo, but going the distance, I don't think that's going to bode him well. Yeah, I think if the longer fight goes, favor Chavez. Chavez, right. And like I said, I don't see um I, I that's just me, man. I don't see him because in his last three, he got knocked out. Right? He got he got knocked out by Murphy. Um beat um Algio. Great. And then lost the decision to um uh Takungov. Yep. So, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I also do like Chavez. Um, like like I said, the, the longer the fight goes, I I I do like it, boating his way. So I and I don't I don't think this is gonna be a knockout or submission or anything like that. I think it's going the distance. So, um, I, I got I got uh, Danny Chavez doing. Hope I was going with the big underdog there. Then you have a uh, Court McGee against Jeremiah Wells. Court McGee's a slight favorite at minus 125, and Wells is at minus 102. According to Fandles, they're pretty that's pretty close to a pick them. Yeah, uh over here on DraftKings, uh 110 plus 110 for Court McGee, uh minus 130 for Jeremiah Wells. So I was gonna say McGee McGee opened as an underdog on FanDuel, but now he's a favorite on uh slight, now he's a slight favorite on FanDuel. He's still an yep. underdog on DraftKings. Yep, yep. He's uh, he's that's uh, another one. That's another one. If you like, again, check yeah, out but that's another one to get better I, odds. Exactly. Yeah, and at the same time, and again, you know, it's 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 also close too. And so I, would again, love, I would love to get McGee at plus money because that's who I think is gonna win this fight. If you can get him at plus money, that that's good value. Oh, great value, great value. Um, for me, um, and this is just me. You don't have a chin like that and not knock somebody the fuck out. That that's just I, I my opinion on this fight is not based on any facts. This is with a beard with how, how Court McGee has. Um, you need to go and knock this guy out. Uh, he lands more, he throws more, um, and he he can take he can take a hit. Court McGee can take a hit, no problem. <laughs> and he like again, people want to see Jeremiah Wells. He can stop the takedown. Okay, fine, cool. Who cares? Because Court McGee doesn't go for takedowns. So it's like, like the one strength, like one of the biggest strengths Jeremiah Wells has that he can stop takedowns won't matter at all. Why? Because Court McGee doesn't go for takedowns. No, he's That's what, not he's his what, game. You know, he's, he's a boxer, a banger. right? He's, he's a, a stand up banger. Like, yep. go bo- so for me, that's really what it comes down to. Um, and for him being a boxer, Jeremiah Wells isn't really that good with takedowns either. So again, him trying to take down Court McGee, that's not really going to bode well for him either. So I just think it. And every, I think Car- it, 
And I think the cardio favors McGee as, as well. Yeah, 100%. So I, I just think in all the important factors for this particular fight, I think 90% of the edges go to Court McGee. I think the only <clears throat> the only edge I personally give uh, Jeremiah Wells, I give him two. The fact that he lands more significant strikes, not overall strikes, but just significant strikes, um, he does land at a better connect percentage. And he's he's kind of mobile, so he doesn't really get tagged as often as other fighters do. So I give him those two things. But again, when you have a guy throwing a large amount of output, you're gonna get you're eventually gonna get tagged. Um Corbegi has that one tap power where he'll he'll accidentally hit, he'll accidentally bump into you, and next thing you know, you wake up in the hospital. So um I I, I got I got Court McGee here. Knockout round two. All right, so we both have McGee in that one. Next fight, Jasmine Juzistovich. Some of these names. And Natalia Silva. uh, Juzistovich is minus 265. Silva is plus 200. I'm just calling her Jasmine. I have no odds for this one. Huh. So, yeah, that's another, this one and one more. The next fight we're going to talk about, there's no odds for that one either. So, God bless them. Um, Jasmine has a three inch reach advantage and a two inch leg reach advantage. Is she going to use that? Who knows? Probably not, because this is an individual who loves, <clears throat> she fights a lot like Kamara Usman, <clears throat> where she wants to go to the decision. She's more comfortable dragging the fight along. She's got the cardio to do it. She, you know, when she needs to make contact, she can. However, the problem is even though she's a solid grappler, guess who else is a nice grappler? The girl she just happens to be fighting, Natalia Silva. And to one-up it, she can make you tap out. She can break your neck, your arms, and your legs at the same time. So seven I just think, wins. Exactly. So I think, I think with this fight, uh, Jasmine's going to want it to go the distance, but it's going to be a little awkward for her because a lot of fighters who like making it go in the distance, like, you know, like the fighters who prefer the distance, the Usman's of the world, the, um, the Jan Blachowicz's of the world. But back when he got the title, was when he got the title, he didn't mind going there. He still had the Polish power, but he would have preferred yeah. that. Um, the, the Daniel Cormier's of the world, the, the, even the GSPs before GSP, you know, <clears throat> before people started calling him a knockout artist or whatnot, like they like the reason why they don't mind it going the distance is because they know they can keep up with you on the on the feet and on takedowns. With in this fight, half of that is basically gonna be at the minimum a stalemate because again, Natalia can make you tap. So you don't want to put yourself if you're Jesse, you don't want to put yourself in a situation. Where you're gonna end up getting tapped out because you want to go to the ground. So um, I, I'm I'm gonna go with Natalia Silvia, or I'm sorry, Silva, Natalia Silva submission. I'll go round three. So I'm, I'm going with Silva too. Uh, only thing that worries me about Silva is that she hasn't fought in uh, two years and four months. So that's yep. the only thing that worries me about. That's one thing that does worry me about Silva. But I think I think Silva is her grappling is just as good, if not better, than. Uh, Jasmine's, and like I said, on submission, she can she can submit you from any position, and so 
I look forward to probably be a submission as well, but I'm going to go with Silva. Just the, that she hasn't fought in a while is the only thing that kind of worries me. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I like to see a fight not, not take two years off. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you have a <coughs> feature fight on the prelims, Adrian Yanez against Tony Kelly. Uh, am I the only like? Am I the only one who doesn't care about this? You know, I don't think this is gonna be a real great fight either. Um, I just want to make sure I wasn't bugging. Yanez is minus three thirty. Kelly's plus two forty. I was kind. Of, I'm kind of surprised this was like the featured prelim. Uh, you know, I, I think the uh, one fight. Look, I think uh, Chavez or Ramos would have been better. Or stop, man. You can pick about about any of them, but anyway, right. Uh, I know he, everybody favors Yanez because he's younger, but man, I think I think Kelly is going to be right here. <clears throat> but what worries me about Kelly is his striking defense isn't very good, and that's a bad thing against a boxer like Yanez. Uh, so even though I think Ke- Kelly can make it a good fight, I'm gonna go with Yanez because I, I just his, he has good boxing and Kelly's striking defense is just not very good. <clears throat> yeah. Um. For for me. I, again, I, I agree. Um, uh, you had Yanez, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to make sure because um, yeah. uh, I'm gonna go Giannis, Um And the reason why I'm going with him is, in my opinion, there's a lot of pressure. If Giannis doesn't win this fight, we're gonna be looking at him a little weird. Yes. Because we're not we're not gonna know what to really do with him anymore. You know. Um, so for like. Granted, I know it's unfair to say that because I think he's on a what eight fight win streak. I believe it's on a eight, yeah. Um, but a lot of the guys that he's fought has been like you know, yeah, not the highest guys. level of competition, right? So I think after this fight, if he wins, he needs to start facing some ranked guys. He's gonna have to. Because if we continue to just give this kid just nobodies, not going to matter at all. Won't matter at all. So, for me, uh, I, I'm go Giannis uh, or Yanez. Um, but, but like I said, man, I, I have no expectations for this fight at all, in all honesty, man. I really don't. No, I don't either. I I just I know Kelly's striking def- defense is terrible. That's one reason I favor Giannis because Kelly's a pretty good boxer herself. Right. I mean, somebody but the only problem is he let. Excuse me. He lets himself get hit. Yep. Which is kind of dangerous because sometimes you know it doesn't have to be the hardest hit that drops you. No, just in the right spot. Exactly. So with him, him with him being that eager to open himself up and to get hit and to say whatever, man. Yeah, it it is concerning. All right, that, now we'll jump to the main card. Which I think this main card has a few decent fights on it. Um, first fights Gregory Rodriguez against uh, Julian Marquez. Rodriguez is a minus two hundred five favorite. Marquez is a plus one fifty eight underdog, and that's not what I was trying to do. Damn phone has a mind of its own sometimes. Uh, no, this is going to be a good fight. Uh, Rodriguez is eleven and four. Marquez nine and two. Um, I like Mar- I like Rodriguez in this fight due to 
just he has good wrestling. He's more to me. He's a more well-rounded fighter with his good striking, good wrestling. His power. Marquez has good striking, pretty good wrestling as well. Uh, both these fighters are four and one over their last five, so I think it's going to be a real good fight. But I, I favor Gregory Rodriguez in this fight. So uh, in terms of the odds over here, I oh god, we are on DraftKings. Uh, Gregory Rodriguez is a minus one ninety five favorite. Uh, Marquez is a plus one sixty five underdog. So you get better again. You get better odds on DraftKings on this one too. So yeah, I, I, I tell people this all the time. Always, always look at two and 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 go back and forth because that that will always you know. Yeah, when I do that, every once in a while I put like a little parlay in, and I, and I do the, I do that. I, go, I search to see where I can get the best the best odds at. Oh, definitely. But right here, um, for me, it's it really comes down to one thing for me: is Rodriguez going to properly utilize his reach? He's got a three inch reach advantage on uh, with his hands, and he's got a two inch reach advantage with his legs. Is he going to use it? If he does. Which I think he will. I I see him winning the fight if he doesn't, and he just tries to go into this stupid ball for all type of situation. It will not favor him because he takes too much damage. He takes way too much damage for a guy to be brawling like that. So, um, I'm gonna go with Rodriguez only because I do think he's gonna use his advantage to his um to his ability. But if Marquez can get in the pocket, it's gonna be rough for Rodriguez. But I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Rodriguez for this one. Both of us have Rodriguez. Next one is uh, Demir Ismaglov against uh, Kudadazi. Kuda Some of these names. <coughs> Ismaglov is a minus 178 favorite, and uh, Kudadazi Kuda is a plus 138 underdog. Uh, Ismaglov is tw 23 and 1. Uh, he's a good striker. Has, uh, he's a good, well rounded fighter. Has uh, 12 yep. knockouts to his credit. Uh, only question with him is a little bit can be his cardio toward, toward the end of the fight sometimes. Yep. Uh, he's 5-0 and over his last five. But Kudalabi is 12-2. and two. He has good power. Doesn't have much grappling, but he's a good striker. He has seven knockouts, so he's 5-0. and oh. So both of these fighters are coming in, coming in hot. But I like Ismaglov in this, in this fight because I, I think he can, if he needs to, he can get it down to the ground I, and have I, the advantage I, here. I 100% I agree because we're looking at a situation where both of them can punch. Both of them can connect, and both of them have power. And in my opinion, I, I don't care who you think is better. The difference is not immense. It's not a drastic difference where you yeah. could be like, oh, yeah, look, Ismaglov, he can, you know, he's not look around, bro. He'll be, there's, the difference isn't like that. So now I start looking at, all right, now let's say it's just tied up on the hands. What if somebody wants to work a takedown? How, how would they fare? And everything just favors Isma, uh, Golov. It just favors him immensely. So I'm going to go with him. He's more well-rounded. Um, I might even go through, through the whole thing with experience or anything like that. I, I, I'm just looking at a guy who's right now well-rounded. <coughs> Excuse me. Obviously, he's putting it together because, like you said, 5-0 and in his last five. So... Um, I'm 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 with him. I, I think you and I both agree. Um, because of his well-roundedness, I think is um is is Magulov is is probably gonna walk away with the win. Yeah, I think Ismaglov has more ways to win the fight than what yes Zadazi does. Yes, one hundred percent. 
And then next fight is uh, Albert Durev against Joaquin Buckley. Durev is a minus two sixty favorite. Buckley's a plus one ninety six underdog. Um, Durev is fifteen and three. He has nine submissions to his credit, so he's going to be trying to get this fight to the ground. Yep, <laughs> his, his striking is not terrible, but he's not it's not great either. Yeah, um, his, his striking is just there to set up the submission. Yep, and then with Buckley, he he throws high volume and has good power, but his takedown defense is questionable, and his cardio is questionable. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go into a fight against Durev with not having good takedown defense. Uh, that's why I favor Durev in this fight <laughs> because again. Yes, Buckley is the striker, but I think Durev is going to be able to get him to the ground and kind of negate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like I like Durev to win this fight. So uh, according to DraftKings, um, Durev is a minus two hundred favorite. Buckley is a plus one seventy underdog. Um, I so I heard everything you said. However, I'm going to go with Buckley. And I'm going to go with Buckley for one reason and one reason only. I think his power is going to be enough to worry Derev to the point where he's going to be, in essence, showing I want the takedown. And I think every time he does that, he's just going to – he. I, I think Buckley's just going to let kick the shit out of him. As yeah, soon as he tries. Hey, Buckley's not a bad fighter at all by any means. So, I mean nah. – yeah, but I do get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like again, he struggles with takedowns. Derev is going to look for the takedown, you know. So I I do get it, but I do think Buckley can do some things, um, to kind of protect himself from the takedown even happening. Especially you know if Buckley I mean? can hurt him early. If Buckley can hurt right. him early, that that changes a lot of it. Hundred percent. And for me, the way I, this is just how I look at it. Derev is going to shoot for takedowns, and I think Buckley's just going to be like, "Nope, we're not, we're not going for this." Um, I, I, I think we're going to see honest, and I also do believe because Buckley has been showing videos of him working on his wrestling, and he has been working on his takedowns uh, or takedown defense. So I do think in this instant, I think that's the X factor. There is the t- his takedown defense, one hundred percent. Because if if he, because I, I will say this. <coughs> This is going to give me vibes of um, Stipe Miocic versus Fresno Naganu, the second one. When they were at the apex and it was where Stipe went for that first takedown, couldn't get it, got stuffed, and then was like, shit, I got to bang with you. And then he ends up getting knocked out. I think yeah. this is going to give us vibes of that. Derev is going to go for a takedown. I think it's going to get stopped. And he's going to go, fuck, I got to stand and bang with you. Shit. And then Buckley's gonna knock him out. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see that happening as well. I, mean, I, I think it's gonna be a good one. I just I think Derev's gonna be able to take him down, but hey, never know. And and oh. and, and like you said, that the the takedown defense that's gonna be not only the biggest X factor, but it's also gonna show us if if Buckley's bullshitting us. Because like yeah. I said, he's been showing that he's been working on it. Have you really been, or are you just doing that for social media? We will find out. Then we have Kevin Holland against Tim Means. Uh, Holland's a big favorite at minus 340. Means is plus 250. Uh, Holland's 29 really? years old. Means is 38. 
Means has so been fighting over, for a long time. So over here on DraftKings, Tim Means is a plus 180 underdog. And Holland is a minus 220 favorite. Oh, so it's it's a lot closer. Oh, super closer. Super. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm torn on this fight. Because I love I love Tim Means. <laughs> and I, I just like his style. He's a gritty guy. He's going to go in there and throw high volume. Uh and he has great, I mean, he has great boxing. But Holland ain't no slouch either. <laughs> and he well, has good depends. distance. Yeah, it depends on which Holland you get as well. Uh, and uh, is Holland, Holland <coughs> has a five inch reach advantage? Is he going to use that to his advantage? Because he likes, he's a decent grappler. He has seven submissions, means has five. I, man, I've, I've been back and forth on this fight ever for all week. Like I said, I really like Means. I could see Means beating Holland. I understand Means is 38 years old and Holland is 29. But I, I see a path where Means wins this fight. And Means has been hot 4-1 and one over his last five. Holland's 2-2-1 two, two and one with one no contest. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Means. The more I think about it, I, I like the high volume he throws. And I, I think he's going to be – if he does get taken down, it's not like he's a slouch on the ground either. So, so this uh, one for me is a risk. I think Means needs to get this fight in the clinch. He needs to get the clinch, get him up against the cage, yeah. make, make, it a, make it a slow grinding fight. So here's my concern with this fight. <coughs> what Kevin Holland am I going to get? Am I going to get the banger or am I going to get the goofball? Yeah. But then I started thinking, does it matter which one we get this fight? I personally don't think it matters. Kevin Holland can come up with a broken arm, a separated shoulder, uh, a destroyed, you know, liver, broken um, ribs, fractured jaw, ruptured spleen, could be crippled, then dead, and I will take him right now over to Means. Damn, I might even try to disrespect Tim Means, but. <laughs> No, no way. Oh no, I man, I like Tim Means, but like I said, I've always I've always been a fan of his style of fighting. So and for me, well. for for Kevin Holland, this is the fight he needs to. Win. If he oh, loses he can't this, lose fight, this fight, if he loses, he this, loses fight, this fight, forget the UFC is probably gonna cut him. They they cut him or they're gonna let his contract run out and he's gonna got to go to Bellator. Or one championship or something like that, if he wants to continue to fight. And honestly, I don't even think any of those guys will touch him. Maybe, but no, maybe Bellator. I think Bellator will touch him. I think Bellator. Will. Uh, but so you, so you I, took Holland. I'm taking Holland. He cannot lose this fight. He cannot lose this fight. If he and loses this fight, dude. <laughs> no, clinch, pinch, dinch, finch doesn't matter, bro. If Kevin Holland loses. His you could make a legitimate argument. His career is online right here. You could make a legitimate argument. His career is online. I didn't I got to spin on his deathbed, bro. <laughs> he needs to win. And listen, and I, I I think I think this is a thing where my feelings are getting in the way because I love me some Kevin Holland. I really do a little too much, and I can't justify my love for him. I can't justify. It. Really can't. So, um, I do like Kevin Holland needs to win this. That's all I'm gonna say. He needs to win this. And then in the co-main event, this is one of the fights I one of the fights on the card I'm, I really was interested in seeing. 
Donald Cerrone against uh, Joe Lazone. Cerrone's a minus 178 favorite. Lazone's a plus 138 underdog. Uh, so here, 39-year-old so against a 38-year-old. <laughs> it's Donald Cerrone, bro. It's going to be a banger. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I love, the, I love Cerrone. He's one of my favorites of all time. Oh, yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, over here on DraftKings, Cerrone's a minus 165. Lozon is a plus 145. So, hey, if you were, if you're going to bet on the UFC, go to DraftKings. They seem to have the better odds. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I don't know why. Every fight, uh, every fight so far, their odds have been better than FanDuel. Uh, I'm gonna take Cerrone. Here. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Cerrone as well. Uh, the only way Cerrone wins this fight. Is if Cerrone get if he can hurt Cerrone, but I think Cerrone's gonna be able to use his reach and and his kicks and stuff to kind of keep his own out of this out of range. Uh, but I'm going with Cerrone as well, even though I know he's 0 and 4 and 1 in his last five. Lazone's two and three over his last five. Lazone does have 17 submissions, but so does Cerrone. Both of them have knockout knockout power. But I'm going with the cow. I'm going with the Cowboy at least one more time. Yeah, I mean, look, Lozon hasn't fought in forever, so I'm I, in my eyes, I literally forever. The last big name he fought was back in 2017. That was Clay Guido, and that was Clay Guido was washed. So, um, says that he fought one more time and lost to uh, a Grutzmacher. Um and then it says he fought Pierce. They don't say who won or lost though on a fight night, so I don't know if it, if he had won this one. Lost this one. I don't know what the what, yeah, what, what the whole thing with this one is. Hold on, let me see. I think he won. He had a one. So look at some of these stats. This is not the stat of a man who lost. Regardless, the last time the last time he stepped in the octave was in 2019. Yeah. Three years later. Yeah, fuck that noise, bro. Like if 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 you're a youngster, all right, maybe you can get away with it. But look at him, bro. Look at him. He's old as shit. Nah. This so is gonna be like watching a Lakers game. Nothing but old guys fighting for AARP card. <laughs> I, I, I have to put that one up here so everybody can see it. <laughs> All right. Then we have the main event of the evening after the. Uh, which is up next. You have Calvin Qatar at minus 265, Josh Emmett at plus 200. Uh, Qatar's 34 year old, years old, Emmett's 37. Qatar has a 23 and 5 record. He's a good boxer. He's going to have a two inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, I think I think it's going to be interesting because of Emmett's power. I think Emmett's power could give Qatar some trouble. Um, I've been kind of back and forth on it, but. I think I'm going to go with Qatar just because he throws a lot more volume and he's going to keep the pressure on Emmett. And I think he might be keeping Emmett moved backwards and, and going to negate a little bit of that power. But you can't count him out because, like I said, he has some good power in his hands. I'm never, ever – listen, I'm not betting against Qatar for a while now. Last time people bet him was when he fought uh, Chikadze. That's and everyone's like, Chikatze is going to beat the mess out of him. Someone let me know what happened. Oh, yeah, he beat the shit out of Chikatze. 
That's the other reason I went with Qatar because he burned me yeah. last time. Yeah. Like I have a rule um, in baseball. I never bet against Adam Wainwright. Because every time I bet against Adam Wainwright, I've lost. Magical. Oh, he turns back the hands of right freaking time. Yeah, he turns back the hands of freaking time, that guy. Um for me, man, look, Adam, listen, I, I got I got Qatar. I, I think Qatar's boxing is very underrated, which is weird to say because that's really what he's known for. But I think his boxing is extremely underrated. His head movement, um, the way he can move around the octagon, it's very, very, very impressive. So shout out to him. Um, not, nothing against Josh Emmett, really not. But I just think when you have a guy like Josh Emmett who doesn't really care for takedowns and wants to stand and bang, I think it's very dangerous to stand and bang with a guy like Calvin Guitar or a Cater. I'm sorry, Cal, uh, Calvin Cater. Why is it yes. Guitar? I don't know. I think I'm half stupid right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be a. Uh... Yeah, you don't want to stand the bang with him, and that's and that's why all that's why Emma has. He's not a grappler. He's a exactly. he's gonna get in there and bang. Right. So for me, I I don't, and this is just me, man. I, I don't see any. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna say there's any way Josh Emmett can't win because when you have two boxes, obviously you know someone clips them. We got a whole different connotation, but in my opinion, right now, man, Calvin Cater has every single advantage in the book. I'm not betting against him. I've been telling people, people have been sleeping on Calvin Cater. I understand he lost to Max Holloway. I get it. But what but people do to try to make Max Holloway is a banger. Dude is a savage. He's been a savage his entire career. So losing to, to Max Holloway does not in turn make you a bum. Does it not does it make you not championship material? Because he's one of the top three guys. Sure. But that doesn't mean he's a bum. Oh. Calvin Cater, and on top of that, I think I think this this fight and his next fight. Well, let us know if he learned because I think he learned something from that Max Holloway fight. I really do. I think he learned something, and I think now he's starting to apply it, which is kind of why we're kind of seeing a little more patient, a little more tactical and IQ driven cater. Before he was just standing and banging. Now we're kind of seeing a little more of the of the IQ uh aspect from his game. So um I I, I got Calvin Cater, and after this fight, I think he fights in a um in a number one contendership match. Um, probably against a rematch uh, against Max Holloway if Max loses against Volkanovski. Um, he, he probably ends up uh, facing the loser of that. Yeah. And then put him right back in the title hunt. So let's see how it goes for him. Yeah, I, I like I like Cater in this fight. Like I said, I just he's going to be too much for him, and I believe on their feet, and that's Emmett's game. Um, before we get out of here, I'll give you guys my best bets for the baseball games today. I'm not going to go through all the games like I usually do because we today was UFC day. That's what we've been doing on Fridays. But my best picks for the day, I like the Giants money line, the New York Yankees money line, the New York Mets money line, the Houston Astros money line, and the San Diego Padres money line. That's the best, best bets for MLB today. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank Pride for uh, coming on the show. Yes, sir. I enjoyed doing these UFC, these UFC breakdown shows. Dude, always a pleasure, bro. Definitely, definitely fun being able to talk to someone. And like it's always nice Eagles when you do a prediction show like this to have another person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that way we can, show. you know, yeah, that way we can yell at each other. <laughs> but no, appreciate you joining. Appreciate everybody watching. Don't forget we're live Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at Gonzo Sports Room. YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at uh, ASAP Sports, All Sports, All Plays Network. Uh, 
plug your show, Pride. It'll be on here in what, a couple hours. Yes, sir. Um, in about an hour and a half, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Prophet Sticks Podcast. Uh, talk about all things sports, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Got a lot of juicy stuff to get into. We're going to have some juicy stuff. Plus, uh, I, as a Celtics fan, um, you guys will hear my reaction of our game six loss. <clears throat> Spoiler alert, it will not be as biased as you think. <laughs> I promise you, it won't be as biased as you think. But, uh, yep, today, um, 6 p.m. Eastern time, we'll, we got that. Uh, plus, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um from going from saying that's some good shit to doing some dumb shit. My guys under some hot water. All that and more. So yeah, I guess he's there be square. Gonna be a, I guess he's gonna be on SmackDown tonight. Gonna talk to mm. the people is what is what uh my dad uh, actually just told me right before we came on here. So we'll see. After all this came out, they advertised it. I don't know what the point is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna address it or if he's gonna go. Congratulations, Stephanie McMahon. Like whatever. You know, well, you I, know I don't might, know. He might. He might go some hill shit. You know, you never know with with McMahon. Vince <laughs> <laughs> McMahon is gonna try to kill himself again to write himself off TV. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna re-explode his car, and then after that. Chris Benoit's gonna kill his family again, and then he's gonna have to fucking come out of he's gonna have to come out of hiding and then like read read something he wrote down about how uh oh it's crazy. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what all comes out of this. Yes, but sir. I guess Very Stephanie's in charge right now, from what I read. So Yep. Yep, she's running everything. Well, no, I thanks for joining us. Uh, join us at six o'clock for the uh, Prideful Takes podcast. I'll also be live tonight. Uh, almost forgot about it for Gonzo Sports Room at 11 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, we'll be talking all things sports. We'll talk last night's NBA Finals game, U.S. Open, uh, just everything that's been going on in sports. So join us for that tonight at 11. But thanks for joining us, and we'll, we will see you guys Monday at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern with Easy Money and Sports Betting Show. All sports all plays. Hot sports all plays. Hot sports all plays. Uh. 365, we're making a place. We're talking the game, get you through the days. We're high in the court, the dime in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentation, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. Hot sports all plays, they're working your faces. Grace at the field, so type the laces. Hot sports all plays. Yeah.